Good morning. It's good to be back here in the house of the Lord this morning and spend time in worship. And welcome each one here. Special welcome to visitors with us. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord, we just thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us this morning. Thank you for the sunshine, the new day, and your new mercies to us. Thank you for the privilege we have to be here this morning and worship you. Lord, I pray that you just turn our hearts toward you. Lord, help us to be poor in spirit so that you can fill us. Lord, help us to seek you and have you first in our lives. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. This morning I'm going to look a little bit at a familiar account in the Old Testament. You can turn to Joshua chapter 2. This takes place after the children of Israel had spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Moses had just died and Joshua had taken leadership or had been given, given leadership and the children of Israel were now ready to move into the land of Canaan. This account here describes the first city they encountered after they crossed over the Jordan River. I think I'll start reading chapter 2 now. Joshua chapter 2. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went, and came into an harlot's house named Rahab, and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them with stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan under the fords. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up to them upon the roof, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Nog, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token, and that ye will save alive my father, and my mother, and my brethren, 
and my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the man answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be, when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get ye to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward ye go, may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of thus thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father, and thy mother, and thy brethren, and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be, that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, when we shall be quit of thine oath, and if thou shalt utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, According unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet line in the window. And they went and came into the mountain and abode there three days, until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain, and passed over, and came to Joshua the son of Nun, and told them all the things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hand all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. So here in this chapter we have the two spies, Rahab, and the king and his men. says here that Rahab and the inhabitants of Jericho were had heard about the children of Israel, all the things that the Lord had done for them, how he had delivered them from Egypt and dried up the Red Sea before them, how that the nations that stood in their way, God destroyed them, and they were afraid. Their hearts didn't melt. They didn't have any courage to fight against the Israelites. <clears throat> Rahab here saw the power of the Lord and she believed in the Lord. It says in verse 11 that the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. I think Rahab heard of these spies coming into land, and she went out and looked for them and brought them back to her house. So what did these spies and the children of Israel see in Jericho when they came to the, this town? In Deuteronomy 9, verse 1, 
says here, O Israel, Thou art to pass over Jordan this day, to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself, cities great and fenced up to heaven. I think the nation of, or the city of Jericho was, from an earthly perspective, is stronger than the children of Israel. The children of Israel were not a nation of war. And the town of Jericho was actually quite a strong city. It had a wall around it. And was in a position to be defended. I was reading an article from Answers in Genesis. It was published in 1999. It was mostly based on archaeological findings of the city of Jericho. This article said that the city of Jericho was built on a mound or a hill. And it had a huge earthen embankment around it. To get into the city, you have to go up a hill. And at the bottom of the hill, there was what we would call today a retaining wall. It was about 12 to 15 feet high. And on top of that retaining wall, there was another wall built. It's made out of bricks, probably. It's about six feet thick, about 20 to 26 feet tall. Sarkel said that At the top of this embankment, there was another wall, the same size as that one, another six foot th thick wall, 20 to 25 feet tall. And inside that was the city of Jericho. Sarkle said that the base of the inside wall was about 45 feet above the ground outside the city. I think from the perspective of Israel, marching around the city, this truly was a city fenced up to heaven. The city of Jericho probably covered an acre, uh, area around nine acres. It would have taken the Israelites about three quarters of a mile walk to get around the city. We often picture cities as being quite a bit larger than that, but this city probably wasn't as spread out as ours are today. Inside the city, there was a spring of water, it was a constant supply of water. 
He had stores of grain and food. People of Jericho could have sat inside their walls for probably a year or two and hoped that Israel would move on to some other place. But God had a different plan. Let's turn to chapter 6. Start reading verse 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass, when they shall make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up, every man straight before him. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on, encompass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord, and blew with the trumpets. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets. And the re-reward came after the ark, and the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then shall ye shout. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about at once. And they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord, and seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns, before the ark of the Lord, went on continually, and blew with the trumpets, and the armed men went before them. But the reward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day they compassed the city once, and returned into the camp. So did they six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day, and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time, when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. And this city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed, when ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel a curse, and treble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord, and they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, 
every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and bring out thence the woman, and all that she hath, as ye swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in, and brought out Rahab, and her father, and her mother, and her brethren, and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred, and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire, and all that was therein, only the silver and the gold, and the vessels of brass and iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive, and her father's household, and all that she had. And she dwelleth in Israel, even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. And Joshua adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set the gates of it, set up the gates of it. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was noised throughout all the country. Here we see the Lord's plan for the children of Israel in the city of Jericho. From our perspective, walking around a walled city doesn't make any sense. But that was what God had instructed for the children of Israel. I'm not sure what the people of Israel were thinking as they walked around the city those seven days. Or why God said not to speak any word. I can only imagine what I would be thinking in that situation. That without a miracle, this it would be a hopeless exercise. That word in verse 5, falling down flat. And then again in verse 20, has the idea of the wall falling down under it. According to the archaeological findings around the city of Jericho, they found bricks from the wall. base of the wall, making a way for the Israelites to get up into the city. So what can we learn from this account? I think here we have an example to follow in Rahab. She heard of God's power and deliverance for the children of Israel, and she recognized that this was the God of the earth. Not only that, but her belief and faith moved her to action. 
she sought out the spies. She hid them from the king and his men. She gave them directions how to get back to Joshua without being found. And she obeyed Joshua's directions. She hung the scarlet cord out the window and she gathered her family into her house when the children of Israel came to the city. Does our faith today move us to action? The city of Jericho also was, I'm sure, overwhelming to the people of Israel. Do we have things that are overwhelming to us today? Maybe we're called or asked to go on a mission trip, whether it's short term or long term. Maybe we say we don't have the skills or ability to do that. Maybe it's close to home, visiting a neighbor, helping them or teaching them about Jesus. Maybe it's witnessing in general. Maybe it's building a relationship with someone or rebuilding a broken relationship. Maybe it's sin or temptation that we face which seems to keep coming at us. Maybe it's the storms of life we heard about earlier this morning. But God is the source of our strength. And I believe that God never calls us to do something that He doesn't also give us the ability and direction to do. To look at Hebrews 11. Verses 30 and 31. Sometimes call this the hall of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 30 says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. The children of Israel and Rahab believed the word of the Lord. And they had faith that His way would work. And they acted on that faith. And they were rewarded for that faith. James 2, verse 25, says, Likewise also, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? work of helping the Lord's people prove her faith and trust in God. It was part of her salvation, both physically and spiritually. Rahab would go on to become the 
ancestor of King David and of Jesus. See, God's not a respecter of persons. This woman came from a sinful city and a sinful lifestyle and was redeemed. So let's trust in God and let our faith move us to action that we would step out and follow where God leads us one day at a time where God gives us his direction leading God doesn't promise to show us the whole picture you know God sees the whole picture but he's promised enough strength and vision to go one step ahead or one day ahead thank you